This is 10 Minutes or Less, a weekly-ish podcast of the local church. I'm Brent Levy. And now, a list of things that I'm not good at. Cartwheels, marathons, eating vegetables, responding to emails in a timely fashion, reading spreadsheets, laundry, home repair, hanging pictures, saving money, upper body exercises, empathy sometimes, finishing television shows, self-compassion, dribbling a basketball, shooting a basketball, dunking a basketball, really anything related to basketball, getting this podcast to Wes, our producer, on time, enjoying staff meetings, baking, remembering things, resisting Girl Scout cookies, Thinking before I speak, poker faces, lying, follow through, playing clarinet, even though I played for seven years, resisting free beer, delayed gratification, waking up early, keeping my mouth shut, making the bed, getting U2 songs out of my head, growing, remembering things, patience, and humility. I'm sure there are more. Maybe you've thought of some. My email address is in the show notes if you want to add to the list. I think this is the first time I've ever made a list of the things that I'm no good at. And I mean, I've tried to grow in many of these areas, except maybe lying. I don't want to get better at that. And basketball, that one's a lost cause. But saving money and memory and waking up early and eating vegetables, I've worked at it. And there are all kinds of services and apps and books and podcasts and experts that promise proven results in this area or that. Life coaches and gurus and TED Talks and webinars and whole sections of Amazon devoted to becoming your best self. In 2016, the self-improvement industry in America was worth nearly $10 billion. That's billion with a B. By 2022, it's expected to be around $13 billion. I don't know about you, but I've done my part contributing. I've enrolled in online courses over the years. I have a whole shelf devoted to books, devoted to bettering myself, And sometimes there are results for a while. Sometimes they even stick. It's a worthwhile endeavor. Our journey of life and faith is just that. It's a journey. A journey in which, with God's help, we're shrinking the distance between our life as it is and the life that God desires for us and for all of creation. Sometimes in our Methodist tradition, we call that going on to perfection. In other words, by God's grace, we're moving toward perfect love of God and neighbor. Our wills, our desires, and our affections becoming perfectly aligned with those of our Creator, Redeemer, and Sustainer. That's our hope, anyway. Spiritual disciplines like prayer and Holy Communion and fasting and scripture reading are gifts that propel us further on this journey. Sharing a meal with strangers or friends or serving those in need in the community help, too. It's the grace of God working through these practices. But here's the thing. Here's what most of the self-help resources won't tell you. You can't do it alone. We can't do it alone. From the time that we are the tiniest of human beings, we are inundated with messages that tell us that we are our own people. Independent, self-made, self-reliant, us against the world. It's part of the American dream, right? But in his first letter to the church in Corinth, Paul tells a different story. He redefines one, broadens it, deepens it, puts flesh on it, a lot of flesh. 
Here's what he writes in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Christ is just like the human body. A body is a unit and has many parts, and all the parts of the body are one body, even though there are many. We were all baptized by one spirit into one body, whether Jew or Greek or slave or free, and we were all given one spirit to drink. Certainly the body isn't one part, but many. If the foot says, I'm not part of the body because I'm not a hand, does that mean it's not part of the body? If the ear says, I'm not part of the body because I'm not an eye, does that mean it's not part of the body? If the whole body were an eye, what would happen to the hearing? And if the whole body were an ear, what would happen to the sense of smell? But as it is, God has placed each one of the parts in the body just like God wanted. If all were one and the same body part, what would happen to the body? But as it is, there are many parts, but one body. So the eye can't say to the hand, I don't need you. Or in turn, the head can't say to the feet, I don't need you. Instead, the parts of the body that people think are the weakest are the most necessary. The parts of the body that we think are less honorable are the ones we honor the most. The private parts of our body that aren't presentable are the ones that are given the most dignity. The parts of our body that are presentable don't need this. But God has put the body together giving greater honor to the part with less honor so that there won't be division in the body and so the parts might have mutual concern for each other. If one part suffers, all the parts suffer with it. If one part gets the glory, all the parts celebrate with it. You are the body of Christ and parts of each other. In the church, God has appointed first apostles, second prophets, third teachers, and then miracles, then gifts of healing, the ability to help others, leadership skills, different kinds of tongues. All aren't apostles, are they? All aren't prophets, are they? All aren't teachers, are they? All don't perform miracles, do they? All don't have gifts of healing, do they? All don't speak in different tongues, do they? All don't interpret, do they? Use your ambition to try to get the greater gifts. We belong to one another, Paul writes. We need one another, each of us, with all our gifts and graces and strengths and scars, has a place, a role, a purpose in this world as part of the body of Christ. Whether you know it or not, or feel it or not, you are a gift to this world. So yes, you are your own person, and God has done and is doing something amazing in and through you, but you are not everything. In this passage of this letter, Paul makes the case that we are better together and that our wholeness, our fullness, is bound up together in Jesus. Each of us has a place and a part, and none of us can do it all. There's freedom in that, I think. Maybe I can't shoot a basketball, or maybe I'm more of a feeler than a thinker sometimes, or maybe using an Allen wrench and following the IKEA instructions is the extent of my carpentry expertise, but there are those of you listening right now who can shoot a basketball, who do more thinking than feeling sometimes, and who can create amazing, beautiful things with your hands. And only with you do I become a little more whole. I need you. Only through you do I come to a deeper and fuller understanding of the heart of God. 
The gifts that you have, own them. And by God's grace, keep learning new things. Keep moving toward perfection. But also remember that in the other, those with different gifts and life experiences and stories, we catch a glimpse of the beauty and diversity and particularity of what it means to be made in the imago dei, the image of God. What difference would it make in your life and in the world if we looked at our neighbor as part of the whole, as just as necessary to the story of God as we believe ourselves to be? What difference would it make to look at the face of our sister or brother and see the face of Jesus staring back at us and declare that we need one another to be whole? More next time in 10 minutes or less. Minutes or Less is a podcast of the local church, a bold, inclusive new faith community committed to being with and for one another, our community, and the world. You'll find us in bold purple throughout Chatham County, North Carolina, but we are a new expression of Christ United Methodist Church in Chapel Hill. If you love what you hear, share this episode with a friend or family member or neighbor or stranger, anybody who could use a little inspiration. Ratings and reviews on Apple Podcasts are a big help, too, and we can't do this without your generous support. If you believe that this podcast is making a difference in your week or adding value to your life, consider making a donation to help offset the cost of this podcast and invest in the greater work that God's doing through the local church. You can do that online. Just visit the localchurchpbo.org and select Give. We've got a link in the show notes for you. And the best all around, Wes Frady produces the show brilliantly each week. My email also in the show notes, if you want to connect with me to learn more about what God's up to through the local church, and we're easy to find on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram too. Just search for the local church or local church PBO, all one word. Thanks for making space in your week for this podcast, friends. Remember, you are not alone and love where you are. <laughs>